Hello there. How you all doing? It's a nice warm day today. I believe all of next week's going to be hot. Yeah. Summer has arrived. But it's like whenever this time of the year arrives, I know like it's without it's like clockwork. There's a sneaky cold front that's gonna come and pounce on us. You know, so just when you start to put your cold weather clothes away, it comes in. Because it's a week or two or three, ah, no, it's not going to get cold again. As you put your cold clothes, dish, <laughs> it hits you. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. Well, we've had a marvelous couple of days at Merry Pebbles and riding bikes and uh, preaching the gospel and sharing the word with each other, breaking the bread of life. It's been uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful time. Praise the Lord. For a long time, for a long time, I have believed this. As I've read it in the scripture for a long time, I believe the Bible that speaks in the book of Ephesians that he has sent gifts to the body of Christ. And he has sent gifts to the body of the Christ so that we as the body can all do the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is not left up to the individuals like me. The work of the ministry is actually the whole body is to do the work of the body and so God has given gifts to the body to mature all of us so that we can do the works of the body amen, amen. and uh, and so as as God directs us and as God leads us he leads us through uh, divine connections to the people that can help us and grow us and bring an added dimension to body life that we, we need so that we can grow. And so I've had, a, I've had a growth spurt over the last couple of days. Every time I get around Bill and Ginger, I get a growth spurt because their, their gifting challenges me and I like that. It causes me to grow because ordinarily I wouldn't exercise that way. But when I see it, it causes that to be sparked in me and I keep doing it. And I believe that the more I do it, I, I, I will. And uh, it's, it's just that way. The more you do it, the more you get used to doing it. The more you're used to doing it, the more it becomes a part of your life. Amen. Amen. So uh, we are privileged. This is not the first meeting they've done here. Um, it's not the first time they've been here, but, uh, you know, we are divinely connected to Brother Jerry Savell, Jerry Savell Ministries International, and Chariots of Light is a, is a part of Jerry Savell Ministries International, and Brother Jerry appointed Bill and Ginger to be international, international directors of Chariots of Light, and so we are privileged to have a Chariots of Light chapter that falls under their leadership here in South Africa. And uh, praise the Lord, that is something that's a blessing to us. 
because it's all about the divine connection and the way things flow. And so I ask you to receive from tonight all the way through to the rest of the weekend, the ministry that they're going to be doing. I ask you to receive the gift of the Lord Jesus to us. Amen. Amen. Open your hearts. You, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to check him out or ginger. You don't have to check them out. You don't have to kind of say, oh, these guys are okay. They're okay. Just open your heart and let the word minister to you. Amen. If I didn't think they were okay, they wouldn't be here. Amen. If Brother Jerry didn't think they were okay, they wouldn't be with him either. So there's, I mean, I'm just open your heart and let the word come. Let the gift speak. Let it just, let it change you and, and bring life to you. So Ginger, won't you come and up with Bill and just come and greet the people and come and say hello to them, please. Okay. How's it? <laughs> Is that proper or no? Very good. Very good. We are truly, truly blessed to be here with you all. We love you. We love your pastors. We're thankful to Dr. Savelle for sending us, for allowing us to be with you and to share our hearts with you. But more than anything, for the Father to minister to you and to fill you and to make you aware of what he desires more and more in your lives. Yes. Amen. 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 That's all. <laughs> well, we are, we are an everything people. They are an everything people. And when you give your everything to God, he gives you everything. And so he gave us the best that he's got. So over to you, Bo. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory Love to you. God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Am I on? Hallelujah. So they tell me most of the time I don't need a microphone. So praise the Lord. Well, it's an honor to be here. And, uh, you know, we, we got here and we, we actually changed some plans to be here and because it was God's plan for us to be here. And so thank God that you have pastors that hear from the Lord. And, and uh, you know, all this came together in a short, short amount of time. And so, but the Lord, when he has something in mind, you know, he has Pastor John and Pastor Sharon to get it done. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so, but I was thinking that just being here, what an honor. And, uh, you know, just being here amongst uh, this, this assembly of believers is, is very special. And so it's very special. And I don't, I don't want you to forget how special it is, how special this is, because we've had the privilege of traveling uh, different places around the world. And uh, a lot of places we've been, we, we haven't seen a lot of what we've seen here. And so, uh, but there's been a great coming together for a great going out. Yes. And I believe that is what the, the Lord has sent us here for because of 20, 20 years of being in the church and working in the church uh, in every capacity we could in the church. Uh, I never led anybody to Christ outside the four walls of the church. Now we did in children's church and you know, the, the little kids you know, it's, it's very, very easy to do that in church, you know, when you're amongst yourselves. And we had great fellowship, you know, amongst the brethren. You know, we had that camaraderie. And I see that thing, I see the same thing here. And that's wonderful. But God does that for one reason. And that's for us to all go out as a force into the world to change the world. Everything about the kingdom of God, everything, you know, is, is a, a for the harvest. Everything in the church is for one purpose, is for the harvest. 
For God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus. He loved him so much that he sent him to save the world. And whoever believeth in him would not perish. He, did, he, he didn't want anyone to perish. Everybody counts. Everybody counts. And he's counting on you to, to reach everybody. Amen. Because the Father is the, the, the Father is a spirit. He's the great, great God of all. He's the living God. And Jesus, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, to be just like Jesus in the earth. And we're well equipped. We're fully equipped. We're fully equipped. We're fully equipped. And so, but we will go into the world and change the world because that's what he's meant for every one of us to do. So today, it's been a wonderful day in the Lord. Uh, I've just spent pretty much all day praying and uh, seeking the Lord and reading the word and all these things that he's done. And, uh, but when we, I told Pastor John, I, I'd said 22 before, but it was, I've written back and recounted the Holy Spirit told me it was 20 years. And then when the Lord, uh, actually when we became a part of Chariots of Light, you know, I, I didn't want anybody to Lord outside the four walls and the church for 20 years. So why would I want to do it now? Right? So anyway, uh, that wasn't my idea. It was his idea. It's his idea for us all. But what I had to have in my life was a motorcycle. Praise the Lord. <laughs> That's just what he said. God's going to tell you to buy a motorcycle. Well, he did. He did. And I went to Ginger, and she said, oh, if that's what God said, do it. But what I needed was a closer walk with him, more fellowship. I worked all the time. I was caught up in the world. I went to church. You know, good. I was there. We were one of the first ones there, one of the last ones to leave, just about every Sunday. We drove for an hour to church one way for all those years. But I needed more, and that's what we're here for more. You know, you got a great church, a great congregation, a great people, but, but God has more. Yes. And that's what we're here for, the more, the more. It's always more, always more with him, always, always more. And so it's always about his kingdom. That's one thing that he's really put on my heart lately is the kingdom. And, you know, we're in the kingdom business. And so, but most of the time if we're not doing kingdom business, then we aren't walking in the kingdom. And he told us to go. He told us not to be concerned with anything. He said, just take and go and tell them that the kingdom is here. Yes. You know, John said it. John the Baptist. He said, I just want you to know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That word hand means it's right here. It's here now. It's available for you. And so so many times, you know, the kingdom, you know, we have to understand exactly what the kingdom is that you don't see because you see a kingdom around here that you do see. And you can't mix them. It doesn't work. Because the Holy Spirit, he requires all. Everything. Everything. If you want everything, and I've already seen you do. So you're way ahead of the group here. You're great, way ahead. So if you want everything, and you want everything, then it's time now to take everything to the world. Amen. It's time to take it into your world every day. And this just happened to be. This just happened to be a, a place that God put us where that we could get closer to him so that we could, you know, and, and I was in a place in the, in the Bible Belt where I thought everybody was saved. You know, North Carolina, that's where Billy Graham was from. You know, I mean, there's the Bible Belt, the Baptist Bible Belt. Everybody was saved, you know. But once I got my motorcycle and I had this nice-looking vest on it said I was a Christian and people was reading it, you know, I had to, 
you know, and, and I, the Holy Spirit unctioned me to go talk to this one guy, one guy in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, in the hotel. And he said, he said, go talk to him. So I just went and talked with him. Hey, how you doing? I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I just was listening to the Holy Spirit and just started being friendly with him. And then uh, he said, well, what's that? And I told him, I said, oh, we're Christians. I said, do you know the Lord? No. And I mean, I was shocked. I thought everybody knew the Lord. And I thought, well, I better do something here. You know, he don't know him. I do. You know, what am I going to do? And I said, I just want, this is the first one. The first one. I never forget this. The first one. But see, I, I wasn't, you know, sit down, be quiet. Listen to me, say this after me. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> and I wasn't in church. You know, I was out there. And I didn't even know then. He had got, the Lord hadn't spoke to me about the hand of God. He hadn't spoke to me about the hand of God. But here's what I said. I just said, I just, I just said well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's, I said, I just want you to know God loves you. And I said, let's pray. I said, give me your hand. And we let's just pray. And I said, just say this prayer after me. And man, I, I just started shaking. And it wasn't the Holy Ghost either. It was me. I mean, I was so nervous, you know. I was so nervous. I was so far out of my comfort zone. I mean, I was standing in the middle of the hotel, everybody watching here, and I got this guy in my hands, you know, pray, pray. But I finally got it out. And when I got it out and I said amen, I said, I felt like I got saved, Brother John. I did. And I may have said this last time I was here, but I was so happy. I said, let's do it again. <laughs> and we did. And it felt even better then. Praise the Lord. But that's what happened. Simple. It's just simple. It's so easy. And I'll say, i tell you that because all you got to do is just start. Just start. But I believe by the time we're here, I believe that you got a head start. And uh, there's something. I, I listen, and uh, I've heard several things say, and I've heard this word come out. And the Lord reminded me that years ago, there was a guy came through our church, and uh, he, he came in with his entourage of people and come in and, he comes out and he said, I'm a flamethrower and I'm throwing flames at you. I'm throwing flames at you. I'm throwing flames at you. He said, oh, you're going to catch on fire. And I, I caught one of those flames. I said, well, I'm going to be one that catches that flame. And that's what we're doing. We spoke the, the flame or the fire of God into the world wherever we go. So I'm going to read some of the notes and stuff that I have. But I, I want you to listen. And I want you to listen carefully. And then cast all that care upon the Lord and give it all to Him because I'm going to go over a lot of things. And I'm going to go, I just want to, I'm going to go, just listen to everything. And there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to need. It's not going to be exactly in order. It's not going to be in order, but this is, it's, it, you're going to need every bit of it. Okay? Okay? You understand that? Okay. So listen. <laughs> Tell others, telling others about Jesus is the greatest thing you can do for someone while you're on the earth. It's the greatest thing you can do for someone or anyone while you're on the earth. Time is the shortest part of your eternity. It's the shortest part of your eternity, but it's the most important part of your eternity. What you do with the time we've been given on the earth is the most important part. And it's actually going to determine what's going to happen when you get in heaven for you. How you handle the time that God gave man. 
and where he placed man and what he put in man. He gave everything to man. I just am so grateful that we were his favorites. All of us, the favorite of all the beings in the universe. He made us and made us partial to him and made us his favorites. We're all his favorites and we're all unique. And I said, you know, Dr. Savelle talks about the favor of God. I say, we're the flavors of God. I said that one time and another guy went and wrote a book on it. Praise the Lord. But we are. The body is the flavors of God. And I was reading this in Genesis the other day. And, you know, it's it's in Genesis 1. That's a good place to start. It said, let us make man in our image. In our image. So what's the first thing God did for, for us? He gave us his character. First thing he did, we became a character for him. Now, we still have our own personalities, but we still have, we should always carry his character wherever we go. His character, his honor, his goodness, who he is, the character of God. If we're made in his image, then we should always take his image wherever we go. And he'll use your personality. But, you know, I've heard people say, and I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not going to be critical here. I'm just going to tell you what I heard people say. Okay, well, you know, God uses me this way. Well, that's probably because that's the only way you'll let him use you. And once you get his character, once you get his character on the inside of you and you get it full, you know, and, you know, and, and we have been doing this for a little while now and went from that one and we're going to talk about supernatural acceleration. We're going to talk about the double anointing and the last days anointing and what God has given us. We're going to talk about that. And this year, because of that, over those 20 years of none, and the last 22 years, or the 21 years that we've been doing this, actually, and then stepping into this, uh, probably I didn't win that person to Christ after probably the second or third year. I was still getting that fellowship. (laughs) I was still getting that fellowship. But now, praise the Lord, Jesus, glory all to God, all to God. I'm just grateful to be here, to be standing before you tonight. That's what, giving God glory for what he's done. And and you're going to be a part of this. You are a part of this. You're part of my life. And I even asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why, why are you sending us over here? I said, they have Pastor John and Pastor Sharon. You know what he said? He said, so do you. I said, praise the Lord. Here I am. <laughs> but so, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I just asked him that a while ago. Yeah, I just asked him that a while ago. But this year, now, you know, there's been people in the field for a long time. It's always said the harvest is white. It's ripe. You know, it's, it's, it said the labor is a few. It didn't mean it's supposed to be that way. We read that wrong. There's many labors. But he called us all in this last day for the greatest day, and you're a part of this. You're a part of this. We are. We are a part of this. And I'm getting to be a part of it because we've been in the field, and now you get to come in the field, and you get the same pay that all these ones that even did before us. And this year, this year, we're going to do this. There is not no maybe if in the kingdom. We're going to. You're going to. We're going to. We're going to do this. Over half a million people, basically over the last 11 years, have come to Christ this year. This year. 
And we're only a few thousand away. So you're going to be a part of that. But we're not going to stop there. We want more. Amen. And we got to have more. Because the Lord told us years ago, didn't he, babe? He said, millions. Where are we at right now? Half a million. He said, and millions. And then he said it again. Millions. That's at least three. Yeah. What an S. Yeah. And then he said this. You got to listen. He said, even billions, if you want it. That's the question. What do you want? Yeah, that's one that we have to meditate on. I'm asking you. He'll give you whatever you want, whatever your heart's desire, as long as your desire is his desire. And he, and, mm. But the shortest time, the shortest part of our eternity is the time that we live on the earth. And the most important part of your eternity and the greatest thing you could ever do is telling somebody about Jesus. And you know, I've, I've heard this so many times. And I'm just going to get this out of the way and we're not going to talk about it. Maybe not anymore unless he says to. But the Lord told me to keep these numbers. The Lord told me to keep these numbers. And, you know, why? Well, are you trying to be anybody? I am nobody without him. I'll never be anybody without him. I couldn't even, for 20 years, I couldn't even get one. And look what God has done through everyone now. See, we couldn't do this on our own. It takes the whole body to become somebody. So, you know, the numbers count. They matter. And we've got little tools. that They're practical things. They're simple things. And we're going to go over that tonight, tomorrow, you know, about some of the most simplest little things that can change somebody's life. See, we make it hard. And, you know, we're looking for so many spectacular, God's spectacular, Jesus is spectacular, the Holy Ghost is spectacular. We're looking for signs and wonders. He's the greatest sign. He's the greatest wonder. You've got to tell them the sign. Jesus loves you. He's the greatest. And then he's empowered us with the Holy One. I'm, I, you know, but there's a fourth man in this one. And I know you heard the story about the fourth man. Well, the fourth man in those days was Jesus stepping in with him. But today, you're the fourth man. You're the fourth man. You're the fourth woman. You're the fourth. You're the one that has to take this message to the world. That's the way he designed it. We're in his image. We're like him. We have to do this. And so being with the chariots for over these years, and this supernatural acceleration started, you know, in 2011, up on a hill. You know, something happens on a hill. And we were getting ready to pray and go out, and the Lord said, the hand of God. There's five of us there. Me and Ginger and three others. And uh, I just spoke. I said, I feel really strong in my spirit. The Lord said the hand of, hand of God. So we just said, well, let's pray and let's agree. We all crossed our hands, did something different. You know, that's what faith is, doing something different. We did something different. We all agreed. That was good. That was different. We all agreed. And then we got on our motorcycles and rode. And I said, Lord, what about the hand of God? What about it? What about it? And he said, this is the next thing he told me. This is one thing at a time. Most of the time, you know, we got to get the one thing at a time. And he said, when you stretch forth your hand and they give you their hand, I'm going to put my hand upon them. Now, I'm just going to stop right here just for a second. That's all he said. And that's all we did. 
That's all we did. Because we believed it, we heard him, we believed it, and he did it, and he confirmed it. Because at that time, we were believing God for a thousand people to come to Christ. And because he spoke to us, to us, and we did what he did, and we simply did this, then 1,331 people came to Christ. And so that set forth a process of acceleration, supernatural acceleration for the harvest. Now, I, wanna, I just want to make an example right here. Remember, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm speeding things up a little bit. I'm going to give you an example right now of something. Uh, I call this the hand of God amplified because God is always amplified. You know, so now what did I do? I did what he said. Now, one thing in a natural thing, you could look, this is your fishing rod. He said he made you a fisher of men. So make it practical. Make it practical. But you have his character. You have his image. Is this okay? Okay. So, so I stretched forth my hand. I didn't ask her for her hand. Did I? Well, what do you think about that? So a practical thing right here, a good lesson right here. What is she doing? She's receiving my hand. So in the natural, think, what's she doing? She's receiving me. She could go. Now that's going to happen too. But how about the ones that will receive you? Now, God can do anything and all things. He's an anything and all thing God. And he thinks you can do everything. But so we just did this, and we noticed the first time this happened, and I was back there, I was excited, you know. I was, I was wanting somebody, I've always wanted somebody else to do it, you know. To, you know, God tells you something, I want them to do it. So the guy was up there, we was, we was in front of our little tent, you know, and we were ministering the gospel to people. We looked good, man. We had these good-looking vests on, you know, <laughs> smiling. So we got that right. You know, we were looking good and smiling. That's a good thing for a Christian to do. That's a key. Look good and smile. You think I'm kidding. I'm serious. This is supernatural. You got to look good and you got to smile. If you ain't happy, they ain't going to be happy at all. What are you going to give them? The joy of the Lord. Well, it's hard, isn't it? What are you going to give them? The world doesn't have this kind of joy. They don't have this type of love. They don't. So anyway, I was so excited. All they said was, get the hand out there. So here I am, and they were all standing up. They didn't hear me. They weren't listening. They were, they were looking good, though. So I get up behind one. I'm grabbing him by the elbow, push his arm out. And at the same time, yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. It was a bonus of love. That's what, that, that's what God does. He has a bonus comes on you. It's because he loves people. He wants to save people. You know, it's not the arrogant world. I'm, yeah, that's right. The world's arrogant. They're prideful, but not the kingdom. The kingdom is a bonus of love. He says, compel them. Hey, hey, come here. Come here. I want to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I, do you know how much God loves you? I got to tell you. You know, I just got to tell you. Got to. Well, we you know, have to, but we get to. We get to. So this guy was walking by on the sidewalk, and uh, he was probably, he done got by about, about close to the end of the road here, and, and, uh, he was looking in his peripheral vision. So I pushed his arm out, and he, this guy, this is how God confirmed his word. The guy caught in the peripheral vision, the guy's arm come out, and looking at him, he turned all the way around and came back and shook his hand. Not right in front of him. It was on. It was on after that. The guy got saved. 
Now, God, when he gives you a word, he always confirms his word. I'll go to somewhere, you know, and be preaching or something, and I, and I don't ever ask the pastor. I talked about, you know, Pastor John or anybody. I don't ask, I don't ask that because you know, God's got a message. And, and they said, well, this is what he's been preaching the last four or five weeks. I said, well, praise God. At least I heard from God then. Amen. I said, because if he's not confirming his word, you better listen to what you heard. Right. Period. So we took the hand of God and everything about the hand of God. And then this was the other thing. I said, and I would go around and, Lord, listen, listen, listen. We just got to cut out criticism. Got to cut it all out. None. You know, the Holy Ghost can't move with that. Okay, you got that. All right, praise the Lord. But so I was walking around looking. Like, Why are you so quiet? <laughs> hey, I, was, I was walking around at these biker events, and there was other Christian groups there. And I was happy. I was really happy. I was going, hey, how y'all doing? They would never speak to me. They wouldn't. I said, what? You know, and I thought, Lord, what is this? Most of them were talking. I'm not being critical. I'm just telling you how I was treated. And I, I didn't let it bother me. I didn't let it stop me. I said, Lord, what, what's the deal? And uh, I said, you know, what do you want us to do? That's a good question to ask. That's a major key. What do you want us to do? Don't look at what everybody else does. What do you want us to do? And then, you know, after he spoke to us, the hand of God, you know, uh, and we started trying to do things. We did things our, on our, in the beginning, we did things the way what we thought was right. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And you know what? God said, whatever you put your hand to, he'd prosper. Right. And he did. But when you do what he says to do, he's going to bring supernatural increase right. every single time yeah. and prosper. Yeah. Every time. So we just started growing, growing in this. And then next thing, you know, I was, I was accused of a method. I said, Lord, Jesus. You know, it's just a method. Okay, I got one. It's called his message. That's my method. It's the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit. That's my method. You know, and that's what, you know, even though if we go through this little book, if we get through it and how, how the Lord gave it to us, and this was, this was designed maybe for bikers or whatever, but it's not. The Lord told me three years ago, he said, it's time for every person to use every platform. No matter what it is. No matter if you're happy, no matter if you're unhappy, no matter if you don't like it or you do like it, if you'll use it for the glory of God, he'll promote you to the next place in your life. He'll take you to the next place in your life if you use it for his glory in something that you don't like. Yes. Amen. It's because you have to change the circumstances in that place because the circumstances have changed you and that's why you don't like it. Is that all right, Pastor John? Okay. All right. So it's time for every, every person to use every platform. I'm just thankful for this platform. I don't need it. The Lord gave it to me tonight, but I don't need it. Because if I go out tomorrow, you could be my platform, this person along the way. Yeah. You know, what happened to the good Samaritan or the person who, you know, who helped the person on the sidewalk? The person was busy. We're not going to say where he was from. But he just kept on going. But somebody good came by to help them. And that's what we're supposed to do every day of our life. Do you know Jesus? Uh, and I think these numbers are right. If it's not, you can go back and check them and tell me, and then I'll say it right next time. But 322 times in the, in the Bible, Jesus was out in the world preaching the gospel. And I think it was only seven times, I believe it was, if I got that right, 
uh, in the synagogues. Is that right? It's close. Anyway, the point is, he was out there more than he was in here. And, you know, we should be celebrating, and I know you are. Lord, Lord Jesus, I know you're celebrating. But, it, you know, I, I said this the other day at the camp, you know, it's, it's not that I can't wait till Sunday to be here. I can't wait till Sunday because I have to share him with somebody on Monday. I have to share him with somebody on Tuesday. I have to share him. And then, you know, to get them saved, that's our job, to share this gospel. And you talk about discipleship. Discipleship. Well, the, everybody has always tried to separate evangelism from discipleship. Well, I had a lot of discipleship. But when I started going and learning by him and what he said do, then it was some of the greatest discipleship I had ever had because we shared this the other day, but faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? But when you take that faith and you exercise that faith in everyday life, then God shows up and he shows out. And those are experiences that nobody, nobody could tell. I could stand here for days and tell you all the things that he's done. All the things. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, the healings, the miracles. I mean, just, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, I don't make these things happen. I just go and share the gospel, and he makes it happen. You know, I don't say, okay, Lord, I'm going to go over here and see a miracle today. It's as he wills. You know, spend some time as he wills. It's called the Bible. As his will. Where's his will? All right, I'm going to jump here. Here's another place. Faith. Faith. Are you faith people? Yes. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing, y'all got that? Yeah. By the word of God. So what is faith? It's the word of God. Period. It's faith is. That's simple. That's practical. Grab hold of that. What do you give to people? The word of God. The word of God always I tell you, I'm jumping around. Write it down. The, first, the, the Word of God always works. So if you want to always work with God and for God, always give Him His Word. Your ideas don't matter. Sorry. Your opinions don't matter. You know why? Because that's what they are. They're ideas and opinions. And they're not fact. They're not fact. That's just what you think. But God's word is based on proven fact, and it always works. I'm jumping ahead, but we'll come back. Isaiah 55, 11 was the first scripture I got as a witness that the Lord gave me. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish the thing in where I sent it. Well, he sent it in you for one thing. And then, well, so that's God speaking. Well, who's inside of you? It's as simple again. And so if he made us in his image and his character, so his voice should be coming out of you. What's his voice? His word. His word. And don't add anything to it because that's your idea. Just present the simple word. Simple things become supernatural. His word always brings life, Pastor John. Always. Every time. You got that one? So what are you going to give people when you go? The Word. Well, uh, I need more Word. All you got to do is get in the Word. You'll have more Word. Simple again. (laughs) 
Well, I need more faith. Well, then you just need more word. All the, word, all the faith is in the word. Boy, that's hard, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Well, if it was hard, I wouldn't be here. Here's another aspect of him. Now, I'm going to talk about this all the time because I've seen people come. I've seen people go. I've seen people in agreement. I've seen people in disagreement because other people had these great ideas. They didn't work. So I finally found out what worked. God's Word always works. Say it with me. God's, God's Word, word always, always works. Okay. The next thing is the love of God. Never fails. Woo! Boy, this is hard. God's word always works. Always. God's love never fails. Ever. Never. Ever. Always works. Woo! We'll get into this. You can go a long ways with this. I'm going on. I'll come back later. I'm just following what he said do. If you share, you just take this and you share his word with someone and you smile and you're happy and you're joyful because of a relationship that you have with him. Because you can't give something to someone you don't have. All right. Okay. Why don't I have it, Bill? There's only one kingdom. Can't mix the other kingdom in. That's the only reason. You're moved by what you see in this kingdom in the world instead of what he says in his word and by his love in the kingdom of heaven. There's no room for him to move. He's not double standard. All right, I said it. We're moving on. Praise the Lord. Be happy. Be happy. Hey, be happy. You can park wherever God tells you. Okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's meditate on it a little bit. So, praise the Lord. What do you think about that? Hey, it's got to be real. Your relationship is real with Him. So, you give them real. They've seen enough wrong, they've seen enough uh, unrighteousness, they've seen enough religion. That's one of the first things I'll talk to people about. Hey, how you doing today? What's your name? What's your name? Hey, you know, just uh, I, I locate people. Right. You know, look, Jesus located people. You know, just what you're wearing. You know, I mean, this, evidently you know, this man's wearing something from where he works. You know, that would be an entrance into his life. You know, so a T-shirt, you know, whatever. You know, whatever it is. You know, the sign. You know, say looking for signs and wonders. You know, look at the sign on them and you wonder what it is. You know, so just, just say, hey, hey, just ask them. And I, this is what I found out. Nine out of ten people I talk to, and you be friendly with them. Show interest in them. Show interest in them. Who they are, what they're doing, where they are, what they're doing. Show interest in them, and they'll give you interest, honor, respect. You know, you can't go out, hey, you know Jesus? <laughs> That don't work. That don't work. That's, that's not the first thing I ask somebody. And I've seen a lot of people do it. It don't work. But just show, hey, what's your name? Just, 
I just wanted to say hello today. Where, where are you from? Yeah. Where are you from? Awesome. Well, I'm from, I'm from North Carolina or wherever you're from. Tell them. Just find out. Be friendly. Be friendly. Man, most people aren't used to being friendly. Yeah. Now, you're going to find some people that aren't friendly. Yeah. You just are. But I'll show you how to take care of that too. It's called the Word of God and the love of God. Boom. <laughs> so it is. It is. This is not hard. You start with this, and God will take you so many places. You want to jump way ahead, and then we'll come back? Yeah. We all want these giftings. <laughs> Jesus is the greatest gift, and he's given to be given. And there's no greater miracle, no greater miracle than a born-again new creature. No greater miracle. None. New life. A whole new body added to the body. Woo! Nobody. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all pray for me because I've got to keep up because I go up and then I come back, but I'm, I'm in it. Stay on it. Praise the Lord. So anyway, I think I said something about numbers. Everybody counts. And the Lord told me to do it. And I've had a lot of people, well, we don't do that, I don't do that. I had a guy write me the other day, so I've had a hard time with that. And so I, I just, the Holy Spirit, got, I sit down for almost an hour and just from the Holy Spirit because I love him. And I wanted him to understand why. I'm not trying to be anybody special. This isn't trying to make us look good. It's trying to make him look good. And you don't have to, I mean, I mean, he looks good, believe me. But this is what makes the kingdom look better, more people coming into the kingdom because that's our job. But he asked me, and I told him, I said, no, you, you don't understand. I said, I don't know how to differentiate my numbers in this ministry to that ministry. I said, I never differentiated. I consider us all one. And I said, besides, I said, the Lord told us to do this. One thing it's done for us is gave us our own. Are y'all okay with my English? If you, if you get a... You know, if I miss word, help me. <laughs> so, so, so it gave us our own statistics over uh, the period of time since the Lord has done it. And so I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm going to explain it to you. So the, uh, over the years, we found out that we go into the dark places. He said go into all the world. The dark places are the place where uh, sin is more predominant. People go there for that purpose. To party, the party spirit. I call it the Sodom and Gomorrah type town the spirit. So we go into those places. We've been in those places. I'm going to tell you the truth. I love to go in those places. Not because of sin. My light. Boy, you're talking about the anointing coming on you. I mean, that's what we're born for. That's what we're created for. Not to go and be like they are. You can't change them if you're like they are. But you go in like who he is. I mean, we was in Sturgis just not too long ago. Last was August. And uh, this, I had a guy, he said, well, how do we minister to these guys? I said, just like we minister to everybody else. Nobody's different. No, they're people. This guy, they vest on it, says, hell's angels, our job is to turn them into heavens. Yes. And he said, well, you can't approach them. That's why I said, why not? It's the word of God and the love of God. It works for everybody. So I went over, the first three guys I talked to were hell's angels. Rough, tough, and full of stuff type guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> And all three of them received Jesus. All three of them. Because of the Holy Spirit. Because of the Word of God. Because of the love of God. Hallelujah. And so, glory to God. 
Can I ask? I'm going to ask somebody something. <laughs> well, since you're up here, what do you, what do, you do? What do you do for a living? Okay. How long have you been doing it? More than 30 years. More than what? 30 years. 30 years? Would you say after 30 years you were pretty good at it? Yeah. I agree, yeah. You agree? Yeah. I would too. <laughs> and so when you started out, you weren't as good as you are now, though, right? Yes, you've learned a lot. Yes. And you've learned most of what you've learned probably by putting in the application and doing it, experience, right? And I bet you can even train others now because of the experiences that you had, the same things that you probably didn't know in the beginning and you learned. I don't know if you got a book to learn how you did it, but when you put in the application, you've seen how things worked, right? And you can train people to do your job like that now because you've been doing it for 30 years because it comes out of you. You don't have to think about it. You know, you can take somebody along and train them, right? Because it comes out of you. Same thing with the Word of God. It wasn't meant to be kept. It was meant to be given. Now, everything I'm telling you, and there's so many things I'm not telling you, but everything I'm telling you that we've done has been because of application and because God showed up. And it's proven. This is how the things are proven. And I, that's where I was, the discipleship. He said, disciple, he says, you are my disciples. Did, didn't he say that? Yeah. He said, you are my disciples. I'm telling you today, you are his disciples. Yeah. He said, now go. That's what he said. Geo. Go and be a witness unto me. What does that mean? About me. Tell them that the kingdom of heaven is here. Uh, do you know what the kingdom of heaven is? is? Do you? Do you know what's in the kingdom of heaven? It's wide open for us. That's what it says in Revelation 3. Wide open. That's how we say it. What it said? It said, the doors are wide open. No man can shut them. It didn't used to be that way. You know when it happened? Jesus came. And the day of Pentecost, it came wide open. And they've been coming down ever since. I mean, it was wide open. Jesus, it was wide open. It said, he was over there and said, sit down. He was there. It said, angels came down, coming in and out all the time. That's a part of our, that's a part of who's with us all the time. I know Pastor John uses his. I do. I believe that's why we're here. Yes. I use, we use ours. I activated mine today. You may see them up here. If you do see them, take a picture on them. I want to see them. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Lighten up. <laughs> now, I want to tell you why. Because God has joined more angels with us because you're here. You know how many angels are in this room? But there was a service we were in in Kansas. And I was up there just preaching. And I just believe. The Lord tells me something. I just believe it. There's another key. Write it down. He said, anybody here that wants to be healed today will be healed. So what I do? I told him, I said, the Lord told me anybody here wants to be healed today will be healed. All these people came up. Every one of them got healed. Now, one guy came up. Now, this is stretching my faith. What do you do to stretch your faith? Here's an easy word, application. Practice. <laughs> Practice makes. 
Practice. Just start. There's been a lot of times I've exercised things and just did things and I didn't do it right. And so, but I'd always ask questions. I said, Lord, what'd I do? I, sometimes I do it three times in a row. And I said, okay, I got it this time. What'd I do? And he told me. I'll tell you that later too. But this guy was on, uh, up there and he'd come up for his eyesight. And I never had this happen before. And I said, uh, so he's, he's going blind. He wasn't completely blind, but he was going blind. He was out clinically blind, but he could still see light. And so I said, well, uh, this is what the Holy Spirit told me to do. He told me to spit in my hand and rub it in his eye. And I thought, hmm. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so this is how I got out of it. <laughs> I said, I, and I wasn't trying to get out of it. It's just like, I've never been confronted like that before. And so here's what I said. I said, this is what the Lord told me. He told me to spit in my hand and rub it in your eyes. I said, is that all right with you? Because if it wasn't, he wouldn't receive. He said, absolutely. It's like, do you, you see any better now? Do you see any better? Uh, not really. I said, well, that's what the Lord told me, though. I said, so you're going to see. You will see. You will see. And the pastor called us back about two or three weeks later and said he had 20-20 vision. Praise the Lord. See, I'm not, it's not up to me. We're just the delivery. We're just the deliverer of the word. We're the presenter of the word. He's the performer of the word. Write that down. He is the performer of his word. You're not into performance. I've heard that here. You're not into performance. He is. You present his word. He said, he, I hasten to perform my word. I hasten to perform my I can't wait, in other words. And get the ifs out. Lord Jesus. There's no ifs in the Bible. I don't. It's do. Be a doer to work. Believe it. Believe it. Just believe it. There's been people that can't even read or write, but they believe God and see miracles all the time because they believe God. So look at the privilege of what you have. Separate the two kingdoms and you walk in his. Can I ask you a question today? Have you ever heard, because I couldn't remember, so you tell me. And If you say yes, then I'll, I'll move on. Have you ever heard of the man named Edward Kimball? Nobody? Okay, praise the Lord. Then I heard from the Lord. Praise Jesus. So, well, his, I'm going to tell you about Edward Kimball. He had a great habit that helped millions of people. In 1885, a Sunday school teacher by the name of Edward Kimball was just doing what he normally did. A normal thing is a habit. He would go around neighbors and talk to them, talk to people about Jesus. He went into a shoe store and shared the gospel with a man named D.L. Moody who grew to become a great evangelist. He then discipled Wilbur Chapman who also became another great evangelist. Who discipled Billy Sunday, who evangelized more people in the 1900s than anyone else to that point of history? Then in 1924, Billy Sunday evangelized to a group of businessmen who then decided to hold events in Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo, that's an hour and a half from my house. 
they would host Mordecai Ham. I know you've heard of him, who in 1934 would be a witness to a young 15-year-old boy, young man by the name of Billy Graham. Glory to God. Nowhere else will you ever be able to find the name of Everett Kimball. The only place he is mentioned is in the story that led to the salvation of Billy Graham, which led to the salvation of millions and millions and millions of people. And I don't have the exact amount, but I'd say it's way more than what I'm going to give you. Over 2.2 billion estimated number of people he preached the gospel to at live events in stadiums. 2.2 billion people. Glory to God. Now, the way I understand, if the word of God goes forth, then life is coming forth into someone's life. Whether they were saved then or later, the, life, the word of life and the word always works. Always works. So you could say that he, Edward Kimball, was the spiritual torch, that flame, that, that flame carrier for the salvations of millions of lives. Lord Jesus. Mm. So he was a simple man, a practical man, but he had a habit. Thank God he didn't break it. Mm. 3.2 million responded at his crusades, just at his crusades to become a Christian. He preached in 185 nations around the world, Billy Graham. 66 years his radio program was broadcast, the hour of decision, over 700 stations around the world. 61 times Graham finished in the top 10 most admired men in the world. 61 times. Still a record today. He wrote 33 books. In 1991, uh, over 250,000 people attended his event in New York Central Park, in the park. After his death just a few years ago, and uh, he was 99 years old, uh, we, were, we were coming home from an outreach. One of my greatest desires was to meet him in person. And I didn't get to have that, but now I know he's up there cheering us on. So I know him. Hallelujah. So after his death, after his death, in February the 21st of 2018, 10,500 people received Jesus in one month just by visiting his memorial. Glory. Now, if you ever come, want to come to North Carolina, just come on. I'll take you down there. We'll go down there. We'll get you saved. <laughs> no, I'm saying we, we will go. And he, they has his walk of faith there. Have you ever been? Oh, we got to go. And it's, it's like a museum. You walk through everything, his whole life thing. And, and everything. And that's where I got this information going through there about Mordecai and about Edward Kimball. And then I said, man, what a great testimony. You know, that led up to his salvation. But when we got, we get through there, because he preached to, you know, in stadiums, you know, most everywhere. And when you get through the whole thing, you're in a stadium-like atmosphere, you know, with chairs and all. And he's up on, the, he's still preaching today. And when you go through the end, you can, you can still feel that anointing with him preaching the word. The word of God always is anointed. 
It's always the anointing of God. You want to be anointed? Give them the Word of God and the love of God. There's your anointing. You know what the anointing is? Sure you do. It's the presence of God. The anointing is always the presence of God. But they're still getting people saved by Him today and He's not even on the earth. They go through there. Hey, I almost got saved again when I went through there. It'll do you good. Revisit your salvation. So anyway, wisdom is one of the highest gifts that we've been given. You believe that? That's what the Word of God says. God's wisdom is totally different from the wisdom of the world. Proverbs 11.30 says, But a life-loving God, do you love God? Bears lasting fruit for the one who is truly wise wins souls. Daniel 12, 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they shall turn many to righteousness. Hmm. Are you wise? It's the number one thing he said to require. Wisdom. That's the wisdom of God. To righteousness or as the stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. Now I know you've heard this name. Reinhardt Bunky. Evangelism is a fiery chariot. I had to get that in there. With a burning messenger, preaching a blazing gospel on wheels of fire. Allow your ministry to make your ministry God's chariot. Norval Hayes. He went on to be with the Lord a few years ago. You may not like this. He said, and this was from his statistics. I don't know where he got them, but I believe him. He said, 95% of Christians have never led anyone to Christ outside the four walls of the church. 95%. And then he said between, he said, but, uh, I think it was around 80% of those that did come to Christ, 80% did. He said it came from a piece of literature or a track. And I thought, now we have them. I've got a piece of literature and I've got a track. And you know what it's got on it? The Word of God. So it works. I've seen people take this. They didn't want to read this. They didn't want anything to do with it. And, uh, you know, the person, I said, well, would you take it and read it? And maybe if you read it, would you just read it out loud to yourself? I said, this seems like it means something different to you. When it's good to you when you read it out loud. Oh, Bill, you're trying to get some, deceive somebody. I said, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to get them to receive somebody. The name Jesus. But I'm telling you this because I've seen people take this and didn't want to read it. And then they come back. I've seen them walk around. And the Lord had me watch. Because I've seen them had it up and started reading. They come all the way back around crying. Because the word of God works. Come all the way around. So this is, it will work. And we have them. We still use them. I use them. I, I still use them. And I'll show you how the application, we use it. But it has the Word of God in here. John 3, 16, Romans 10, 10, Acts 2, 21, John 5, 24. That's just one word will change your life and get you saved. We just happen to have four there. Amen. And then we have a prayer that they can read. But this has just become part of who I am, what I do. You know, just asking people to come to the Lord. You know, so anyway, um, but I was asking the Lord about this. 95% God, don't share the gospel with the lost. And 80% of those that do 
come to Christ this way. So I said, what did I do? I went to the Word. You know what Jesus said do? He said to go and tell all the world and tell them, speak to them, tell them. He said, you're like me now. Matter of fact, I've sent somebody with you to be with you, to live on the inside of you. That is just like me. And now you're going to become like me to the world. But there's no room for anything else in here but me. For, for me to go to the world. So this is why I believe that we're at this percentage because we've had the world mixed in here where it shouldn't be because there's no room for the world in here with the Holy Spirit in here. Isn't that right? So you can't fill up if there's something missing. So once you're filled up, you can't overflow until you're full. So there can't be anything else in there but him. Nothing. Now, this may sound a little hard, but it's really not because you've already made the decision. All, everything, all, everything. There's some of you here to have it. That's all right. All you got to do is make it right now. All, everything. I want all. I want to be, be who you created me to be. I want to go into the world. The jewels and the currency of heaven is people. The jewels and the currency of the earth is money. The only money in heaven is people. He don't need it. He just needs people. Our job is to reach the people, to tell them that the kingdom of heaven is here and what's available to them. Now, in short, I've got a whole thing on the kingdom. In short, it's totally opposite of the world. In short, simple, totally opposite. What's in the kingdom? Just a little bit. Hmm? Yes. Say it again. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let me tell you something in there. Total health. There's no sickness in the kingdom. Mm. 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 There is none. There's no strife in the kingdom. There's wholeness in the kingdom. There's righteousness, Jesus, and, Je Jesus <laughs> and peace. But anyway, I'm not going to go into all that, but just think about it. There's no discord. There's no hate. You know what the greatest thing is? There's no death. It's all life. And it's eternal life. It's the wonderful life. It's the greatest life. And this is what we had to present to everyone because this kingdom is available for everybody. Nobody's excluded. It's for every person. Our job is to present the kingdom. He said, go. And it's the first thing he said in, in this, this, a couple of translations. He said, go and tell them about my kingdom and heal the sick because it's not in my kingdom. That's why Jesus, he was revealing the kingdom of heaven to the earth. That's why so many people got healed and miracles happened because it was the kingdom. Yeah. The kingdom of heaven had arrived. Yes. It's here. It's at hand. 
That's what the hand of God is, the mighty hand of the Holy Ghost in you and on you and upon you to go into the world and tell them about this kingdom and heal the sick, heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free. Glory to God. Do you believe it? Well, if you believe it, then you need to do what you believe. Amen. Amen. You don't have to, but you get to. You got a great head start. I believe this week because you're getting this now. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see people saved. Just what the kingdom says do. It's all in his kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you okay with this? That's good. You can, I can take all these little practical things, and I'm going to give them to you. Believe me, I will. But you got to have this first. If we don't know this, it's always been this. You know, It's never been about a one, two, three, four thing for me. If we don't get this, we can't, we can't do this. It's got to be in the heart. If you don't get it in your heart, you can't be a part. You've got to get everything else out of your heart, nothing but him in your heart. Now, now's the time, Lord. You've been preparing us. You've been preparing us for this. Oh, and we see it. Oh, my Lord Jesus, man. Ginger, we, we've been talking about y'all. It's good. It's good. It's good. But you know what? It's, it's, it's for a purpose. And the number one purpose is taking it into the world. Now, it's, it's great to have friends and serving one another helping each other, loving one another. It is. It's wonderful. You know, that's what the world needs to see. They got to see that. But now you have to take it to that next level. That next level is, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take all the things that God's given me. And, and I've, I've just heard from the different ones, my life has changed. My, my life is, is different. You know, I'm not pursuing the things of the world now. Then God can use you for the greater things now. I'm telling you, this is why we're here. Just to help launch you over into that. Lord Jesus. Oh, my gosh. I wish we didn't have to go home. Maybe we won't. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm going to keep moving forward. Are you all good? Okay, every man will help every once in a while. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm liking this, so just act like you like it. So <laughs> be real, but be righteous. Be real, but be righteous. Be real and be righteous. Don't let your realness go over to unrighteousness. You know, I try to be real, I'll be honest, you know, but I have to catch myself. You got to catch yourself. But we get over to being too real with our friends, then we get over unto unrighteousness. Right. Stay real, but stay righteous. People want to see a real God, and they're looking for a righteous God. They've seen enough wrong. Glory to God. So we're going to change these statistics that Noble Hayes said. We're going to reverse those statistics. Amen? Amen. We are. Because you're the voice. That's what John the Baptist said. I'm the one. I'm the one. He, wasn't he? he was so great. He said, I'm the one. I'm calling. I'm crying out. 
I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here now. He's here now. The greater one is here now. That's what he was saying. He says, not me, but I'm pointing you to him. Our job is to be like John, crying out, pointing them to him. Hallelujah. We're the presenter. He's the performer. So supernatural acceleration for the harvest, the outpouring of the double anointing for the last days. I'm not just saying that. We've experienced that. Now, when you go from winning 242 people, you don't remember the no people, but the one person, and then 142 is when we started keeping count. I remember the one, so I got that one. I always go back to that one. But the 142 was another year. Somebody sent me, said, Bill, we, we, you remember the year we led 142 people to Christ that year? I thought, praise God. Praise God. Thank God for that. And then, because you can't increase unless you know where you are. So here's another one. If you never set a goal, you'll never win a soul. A goal is nothing more than what you do every day. A goal is nothing more than a mark. I look at like pressing toward the mark of the high calling. What's the highest calling? Jesus. Telling people about Jesus every day. He's our mark. He's our standard, right? So it's a goal. Now, if we don't come form it, everybody likes to take what I say and twist it around. Don't think like the world. Think like the kingdom. That's why Jesus gave parables, and then they still looked at it in the natural. It's supernatural. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. You're going to have many changes in your lives. Some are going to be minor. Some are going to be major. But the minor ones will cause the major ones to come to pass. One of the biggest things that changed our lives and the ministry is in 2011 when I already told you we was in Sturgis, South Dakota. And so that year, in 2011, we were believing for 1,000 people to come to Christ. That year, you know, I remembered the 142. I remembered the 242. I remembered from 242 that same year in March, we were in Daytona. And so we set a goal. We set a goal. 500. 500. We went there. We, we, when it was over, got, huh? In 10 days' time, we led 552 people to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you know, I'm a chariot of light, and I'm a biker, and I'm a Christian, and I love to eat, but I couldn't eat. I sit there and cried like a baby. And then the pastor come up to me. This is where John, where they come before us. All the people come before. He said, you know where y'all had your little tent at? Yeah. I said, yeah. He said, do you know that Oral Roberts had his big tent set over there, miracles, year before? And I got to tell Richard about that. He said, yeah, I was there with him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then that same year from March, we went to Day, uh, from Daytona to Sturgis, South Dakota. So now it's on. I felt it. It's good to feel it when it's God. He wants you to. So we set another goal. Why not let's just double it? So we, we're believing for a thousand people come to Christ in 10 days period. So we, God honored our, our request. He said he would in his word. 1,331 people came to the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that year, 5,000 people came to the Lord. The next year, 10,000 people. The next year, 30,000, 20,000, 30,000. 
and then 52,000. And now it's just continued to, to increase. But I want more. I want more for the kingdom, not for me. And I, I, this was brought to my remembrance the other day. This is the one thing I told the guy. I said, when he was talking about the numbers, I said, you know, when I was reading about different evangelists and stuff and their ministries and some of their great ministries that uh, uh, they say where they had won during their ministry 150,000 people to Christ or 250,000. And I thought, ooh, man, that's just, wow. You know, it wouldn't be awesome to be a part of that. Not that I'm somebody special. But see, God put us in a ministry that we all get to be a part of this. Because it's not about us, one of us being somebody. It's about all of us being, yes, one with him. Glory to God. So anyway, so what's happened is we continue to set goals, which was stretching our faith. And we exercise our faith. And then we put together a prayer petition. Write that down. A prayer petition. What's a prayer petition? The Word of God. Asking God for everything you want. And so we did. We started putting a prayer petition together. Now I'm just going to tell you a little bit of this story. But man, that's good. <laughs> the year on the 75th anniversary of Sturgis, we were believing God for, uh, well, I just, I said something to Dr. Savell. He was in our leaders meeting. I said, I said, Sir, I said, you know, this is 75-year anniversary coming up next year for Sturgis. I said, wouldn't it be awesome? You know, and, and we went from that 1,000 to 3,300, and that's where we were right there. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. the Lord. But we want more yeah. for the kingdom. Yeah. So I said, wouldn't it be awesome if we could win 7,500 people to the Lord? Mm. He stands right up, tells everybody. Bill, <laughs> I mean, you, know, you better watch what you say to him. He said, well, Bill said, you know, next year's 75-year anniversary, and we're believing for 7,500 7, people. <laughs> okay, Lord, what are we going to do? Help me. Help. He, did. he did. We wrote this prayer petition. And the greatest thing in that prayer petition, like one prayer in there just stood out. One scripture just stood out. And it was Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified. That was that he would do more then you would request or ask a request in your wildest dreams. And I, actually, I, I want to I read this because when I read this today, mm, that's my favorite word, by the way. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us. My, my, my. Who's he going to use? Us. By consequence. Just this no coincidence. By the action. 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 Faith in action of being a doer. Go. The power that is at work within us is able to to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly for over, far over and above all that we dare. Mm. Write that one down. Dare. Dare. Dare to go higher. Dare to go farther. Dare to go more. Dare. 
ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. And then I, I just went on down to verse 21 because this is very important because he's going to do it. He's going to do it because his word said he would. This is very important. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever and ever. All the glory. Everything God does, he gets all the glory in everything. He'll keep using you as long as you give him all the glory to God. All the glory of God. Look what he did for me. Look what he did. Hey, look. You don't see too much, do you? <laughs> hey, I, well, that, that's pride. Look how I do it. That's pride. Let me show you. I, I really got a better way over here than Bill does. Most people that said that never even want anybody to Christ. We have a team of community of believers now that's won almost a half a million people to Christ. Humbly before the Lord. It's not me. It's Him and every one of us as a body of believers, glory to God. So that, that scripture went forth. Is it okay if I tell you this story? Oh, lay. I call this a moed, and there's so, so, so much to it, so much to it. There was a man that went up on the hill every morning, and I met him. He went on to be with the Lord now, but I met him. He was the first man I met in Sturgis, and he would say, he, he'd go up there and pray. He said, Lord, send, send the laborers from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Send them here. And we didn't know it. We set up the big tent up there. You know, that was just for us, the believers, to congregate. And then we went out. And every day, we were believing God for this 7,500 people to come to Christ. In 10 days. Mm. And we were believing. The anointing was God there, the word of God there. And all of a sudden, I'd go, I'd go in my camper, my closet, and just pray. I wouldn't come out until I was ready. They'd be out there praying. I said, y'all pray in the Holy Ghost. Y'all pray. I said, I'll come out when I'm ready. <laughs> you know, we're wanting this thing. And uh, so I come out one morning, and we don't see this till later on down the road. Most of the time you don't know what God's doing until you've already walked through it. And so I, I come out that morning, I said, and one of the pastors there, he told me, he said, Bill, he said, I was counting. There's them numbers again. <laughs> he said, mm. He said, we only had a few days left, five days left. And he said, I don't know how we're going to get that number. It's not about performance. It's about him performing what he said he would do and what you're believing he said he would do. Yeah. And I said, today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. What I didn't know is, is that day, it was a moed. That's when the people and the prayers came together. What I didn't know was that that day, there was a group from California came there. That's the far west. We already had people as far north as Canada. And we only had about 45 people there, right? Far north is Canada, Minnesota. We're east, North Carolina, Virginia we had there. And far south we had Texas and we had Florida there. And the Lord said, today's the day. I didn't know. I just know that's all he said. We went out that day, that day, Pastor Sharon, led a thousand people to the Lord. What took years? What took... What took uh, 
a whole a, a whole ten days we did in one day, and then the next day eleven hundred people come. The next day twelve hundred people came. Another eleven hundred, and then the last day we had nine hundred and seventy-two. And the Lord said, "Stop." I said, "We're almost there." He said, "Stop." I said, "Okay." He said, "Stop." And we had no idea. We had people that the Holy Ghost come on them. They were going winning families and just all just coming just the Holy Spirit people that weren't even sharing the gospel and, and, and just all kind of things the Holy Spirit was upon them and just coming in the Christ when it was over with you know what you know how many people came to the Lord nope it's Ephesians 320 9,200 people came to the Lord glory to God glory to God glory to God and we left there and I mean, Lord, Jesus. Mm. We met Dr. Savelle on the tour. And, and we walked in. I couldn't say anything. I just sit there. He said, you, you've been with the Lord, haven't you, son? I said, yes, sir. We've seen his mighty works on us, all of us. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. This is what we've got to be a part. This is what we get to do when we come collectively like this and we go, and we go, and we go, and we go. And we don't stop. He didn't say stop. I didn't see that. He said go every day along the way. And it said, and we, we did that Zoom meeting, and I remember, I remember Pastor John, I remember this. You remember things that the Lord says. And I, I remember sharing the scripture that we, that after the day of Pentecost and they went out and the, the thousands came to Christ and they said, and then they went on and said, and the church was added to Remember that? Yep. You said, I take that. I take that. So he took it. So it's here. It's yours to go out, to get them saved, to get them healed, and then to get them filled. And we come here on Sunday morning, you're talking about a party. Lord Jesus. You're talking about shouting. All the things. Thank you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for standing. Thank you for, for your love for these people. My, my, my. Thank you. I know. We know. But Lord, the best is getting ready to come. Yes. It's about the harvest. It's all about the harvest. How much time do we have? About 20 minutes? Okay. Do you get that? You got that? It's in here. You're supposed to take it out there. Just one. Just got to start. That's all you did. It won't be like it was with me. You got a head start. A big head start. My Lord, look what he's done. Mm. Glory to God. Okay, I'm just going to go over some central, uh, some sim simple in the next 20 minutes. Some simple, that's what you need. Simple, nothing hard, practical truths. And then we'll pick this up tomorrow. And then... Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to open it up at some point uh, just for you to ask questions. 
You know, because you only learn, you know, by application and asking questions. <laughs> you ask questions, you know, to people that's done it, and then you put it to applications. That's, the, that's a, a great way. It's not the only way to learn, but it's a great way to learn. So um, number one in our uh, little bitty book here, and I do call this the amplified version, but uh, it was the, the word that the Lord gave us through Dr. Savell. It was a simple word. A passion, a passion for God, a passion for people, and a passion for souls. Now, the passion of God is what's going to give you a passion for people because God has a passion for people, always. So God's number one passion is always people. So if you have a passion for God, and you do, you're already there. Then your next step is to have a passion for the lost, the hurting, the dying world because that's where he said go. Well, Bill, I, you know, that's not for me. That's for you. That's not, he didn't say, Bill, this is for you. My name's not in here. Well, it is. The horn of salvation. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, amen. I take it. I take it. And I do have a bird in Af South Africa. The hornbill. Praise the Lord. <laughs> He's a friendly little fellow, too, I think. You know, so just like me. Praise the Lord, you don't want me to sing, brother. <laughs> I'll let him do that. And Ginger, she's good at it. So remember, simple truths. How you present yourself. I talked about there. Number one, be friendly. Be friendly. Smile. Be happy. They wrote a song about that. Smile. Be happy. It's very important. Simple truths that will help you every day. It seems simple, but it's profound. Yeah. Believe me, I'm telling you. So... Have a passion for the platform that you've been given. You know, if you don't like it, then you're not going to be able to influence anybody there. But your passion for God should help you to have a passion for the people that are there. And you're the one that can change the platform because of the God on the inside of you there. You understand? There's a lot of people who don't like where they are. And, uh, you know, well, I, I, wished, I wished I could uh, get out of here so I can go to school and be a minister like uh, Pastor John. Why don't you go to work or school and be a minister there like Pastor John? Or like God created you to be? One simple word. Well, they won't let me talk about him there. What's the word say about that? Huh? The word always has a way. It has an answer for every problem. It has an answer for every solution. I'll give you one. <laughs> when COVID came, it was a direct attack on the hand of God. Direct. Direct. What was the first thing the Lord told me? So when you stretch forth your hand, nobody wanted to grab my hand. They said, don't grab anybody's hand. Don't shake nobody's hand. Right. And this guy even called me and said, what are you going to do now, Bill? I'm going to go to the Word. If you don't know what to do, go to the Word. I said, where do you want me to go? He said, Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah. Read it. Jeremiah 1. Young man. Young, young guy. Had a vision. Well, he said, what do you see, Jeremiah? He said, oh, you've seen well. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. He said, you've seen well. He said, well, I can't go. I can't go tell them. They won't listen to me. That's what we've said a lot. They won't listen to me. And it said immediately, the hand of God. It said immediately, 
He said, the, read the word. He said, immediately the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched his lips. So the hand of God is upon your lips. How did he meant for us to present the gospel? Through our lips, through our hands, through our whole being. Everything you do is a witness for God, whether you believe it or not, whether you know it or not. So mm, everything you do is a witness for the Lord. Everything. Your mannerism, your facial expression, your eyes. Oh, Bill, you're getting deep. Yes, this is the deep things of God. It is. I'm just telling you, the witness, and this is what you have to train yourself when you go into the world. You have to catch yourself. And what if I don't? Then God's there with his grace and mercy to help you every single time. I, 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 I try to lay myself before the Lord. And I did today. Lord, I've got to go speak to these people. I want it to be you, not me. Use me. Let it be your utterance. I don't want to say anything, Lord, unless it's you. And sometimes I think, huh. I said, hey, was that all right? But God always confirms his word. I don't know what you need. I just know who you need. Yes. Write that down. <laughs> you okay? All right. These are practical things, and if you just use them. So, uh, so anyway, I found out God uses our mouth. He uses our hands. Don't make a method out of it. You know, uh, I know one thing, you know, even in prophecy, and we'll get into that uh, and some of that type of things, but it's just the first step of prophecy is what? Encourage. Edify. And lift up one another. Is that hard? You can become a prophet. <laughs> really? Speaking good into someone's life. Think about that. Encouraging someone. Tell them how great they are. It's like, you know, at the restaurant, you know, most of the times I talk, to, if the Lord's leading me, and most of the time He is, the, the, I, you know, I give them the little cross, and that's become a great little thing. And uh, I just, here, I want to bless you with it. I just want to tell you how great a job you did today. I just, you did a wonderful job serving us. And I just want to tell you that you, you're, you just done a great job. And, and uh, you don't know how many times people just need to hear that. And I said, do you know God loves you? And man, they just start crying right there. One word. Somebody cared enough to tell them how good they are. That's the first step of property. Simple, practical. You can't get the big stuff till you take care of the little stuff. Oh, Bill, I thought you were going to show us how to do all this. It's simple. It is. If it's hard, I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> right? So another little thing, uh, you're a witness in everything that you do and everything you say and everything that you portray. I like to say it this way. If you're a follower of Christ, a follower of Christ, then you're a minister of the gospel. Now, you can receive Christ, but I'm talking, and I, that's the word that I had before, but the Lord changed that today. He, I said, if you're a Christian, then you're a minister of the gospel. 
Not necessarily. I wouldn't want to hear you if you was unless you're a follower of him. The word to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. That word on means to follow after me. Right? I get that right, John? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so we've all been given the ministry of what? Reconciliation. So are you supposed to reconcile anyone? No. No. You're not. Well, I've been given a ministry of reconciliation. I'm supposed to get them right. No, you're not. You're supposed to tell them that they've all been, already been reconciled. They've already been set free. The kingdom of God has came. Everything is here. It's available for you. There's healing here for you. There's salvation for you. There's deliverance for you. It's already here. It's available for you here. Here. All right, we're the presenter. He's the performer. That takes it all off of you. Because so you thought you were going to have to get this person and get them all straightened out, reconcile them. He did this for us. It's easy again. I'm going back to easy, easy place here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many times does the word work? Always. How many times does love work? Always. Never fails. Is this good? The job has been finished. So you have to preach a kingdom work that's been finished. It's not a kingdom coming. The kingdom has come. It's here. It's here. We get to present the completed gospel. God, whoo. We pray, we pray for somebody. Well, I'm, I'm believing this, Connor. We're waiting on it. Hmm. I'm going to let that minister to your heart. I believe it's here now. Yes. Faith is. Now. You don't have to wait on it. It's right here. He said it's right here. He brought it here. Faith is. No. Say it again. Faith is. No. Right now. What's now now? Right now. It's now now. Praise the Lord. I just want to make sure I got it right. Glory to God. Faith is. No. Come on. You can do better than that. Faith is now. All right. Then you have to believe that. You remember the other morning when I didn't have much to say? <laughs> the Holy Spirit was on me. Sometimes it don't take much. If you just listen to what he said, you have to be manifest-minded. Huh? You have to be manifest-minded. He wants to produce and manifest. He will. So, well, Bill, that's my mind. You better be it in your mind because that's the mind of Christ to manifest himself because your mind will mess you up. So you have to be manifest self. I remember I'd go up and pray for people and uh, Ginger, she would tell me, it was years ago when I just first started doing it. Somebody say, I have a backache. I said, come on. <laughs> and then I said, how's that feel? Well, it still hurts a little bit. Turn around. <laughs> I was going, no, nah, he said it. Let's get it done. Bill, that's pretty bold. He said it. He said it. I just believed it. And I, she said, I never seen anybody build it. Just keep on till it's. I said, well, he didn't make them half. He made them whole. <laughs> he told it to go. 
But you no, know, and then and then the other day I, I prayed for somebody and I prayed these different things and you gotta just keep, keep, keep. And then the more you keep in him and asking him, the more these things will manifest. Yes. You gotta be manifest minded. Yes. And so I asked, and then the Lord said, Well, you didn't say that. I said, Thank you, Lord. So I called him. Is Simon in here? Hey Simon, how's your back? Healed. Healed. It got better though, right? It's better? Is it 100% better? Huh? Come up here. <laughs> He's 100%. God's 100%. Do you believe this? Then do it. We already prayed. Come on up here. Y'all stretch your hands out. Hey, turn around. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you touch him. You touch him, Father. Thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon him. Thank you, Lord. Just receive it. Thank you, Father. Come on, pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for healing him. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty hand touching his back. Thank you for that pain leaving his back, Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That corporate anointing. The corporate anointing. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You still got pain? Just be truthful, man. Yeah, just small, small when I'm moving certain movements, yeah. Just. It's, it's much better, bro. It's really much, much better. Yesterday I could hardly breathe driving home. <laughs> Breathing was sore. Yeah. So at least you can breathe today, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, I'm just uh, kind of persistent about things. And I just like, uh, I, I just like for wholeness to come right then. Amen. You know, I'm mixing, we're mixing our faith with you that it's gone now. It's gone tonight. Faith is now. It's here for you right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. No, the, I mean, there's a, there's a testimony. I mean, um, I was told to go to the chiropractor. I said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go. But yeah. I was, I was in, instructed you are going. Yeah. So we phoned them and then there was no um, appointment. And they phoned back and said, no, it's yeah. canceled tomorrow morning. So I'm going to yeah. Amen. But it's healed. Healed. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Turn a flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But again, you do what God says do. Yeah. He, you know, he's the performer. Yeah. I mean, but this is what happens when you speak the word and pray for someone. It's supernatural acceleration when you speak the word and pray for someone. Now, what would this normally take? Can be weeks. Can be weeks. Yeah. But he's already, what, 95%? We want that 5% now. I said, I just don't want to give up. I want it now. That faith is now. And I tell you, you'll see these things manifest. Don't let it not happen deter you. Um, share the story about a guy I prayed for, told him he'd walk again. I said, you'll walk again. Totally paralyzed. Two weeks later, he couldn't even stand up. Two weeks later, he stood up and took two steps. In Wyoming, uh, Montana, last year, last year, I fell in my bedroom at a hotel. Uh, we had the curtains pulled. It was pitch dark, and I got up and tripped over my suitcase. 
I fell into a chair, and that chair was wood, and it snapped and broke my ribs. I mean, bad. I could not breathe. I was hurting so bad. It was so bad. And I, you know, I'm this tough guy, you know. And I told Ginger, I said, I've got to drive 12, 1,200 miles back to Crowley. And I said, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to, uh, I couldn't even hardly move. I mean, bad stuff. I'm, I broke ribs before, but these snapped. So I went to Walmart. <laughs> I finally said, she said, you want me to go with you? I said, no, I'm a tough guy. I got I to gotta go myself. And I got downstairs, and the guys downstairs, they, they had to help me to the truck. And I got in the truck, and I finally made it to Walmart. I got to Walmart. I got there at 6 o'clock. That's what time they opened. And I went over, and I, I finally made it to the drug aisle. <laughs> I said, I've got to have something. I mean, I was hurting so bad. And I, got, I just wanted to get some Icy Hot and some bandages or whatever. And, and uh, I was in tremendous pain. I, I got one of those carts so I could ha at least walk. And all of a sudden, nobody in the store. This lady walks up on the same aisle as me. And she looks, she said, are you all right? I said, I will be. I said, but I said, can you help me? I said, I can't reach up here and get that stuff off. And she said, listen, she said, well, I'm a traveling nurse from Louisiana. I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> and, I, and I said, can you tell me anything that would help me here? She said, well, the best thing would help you is some rest. And I said, well, I didn't have that time for that right now. I said, and so I said, give me this and that and this. And then all of a sudden, the Lord quickened in my heart. He said, pray for her. And I said, what? <laughs> what? He said, yeah. He said, pray for one another that you may be healed. And I said, okay. I mean, I could hardly breathe. And so I said, uh, I said, do you say you was from Louisiana? She said, yeah. I said, didn't a hurricane hit your family there? She said, yeah. I said, well, here, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. I said, the Lord said, tell me to pray for you. I said, do you know the Lord? She said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I said, well, let me pray for you. And here, it was all I could do to breathe. And I, I prayed for her that, she, that her family would be safe and be healed. And, and, and so I said, okay. I said, thank you for helping me. I grabbed hold of my, I mean, I prayed for her. And I grabbed hold of, of that thing. And I, before I got to the end of the aisle, <sighs> the pain left. I straightened up. I'm telling you, this is what happened. I went back to the hotel. They seen me in the hotel. I went up and told Ginger, I said, look, look, look. I was telling all the guys, man, I said, God did it. God did it. God did it. I think I were telling the rest of the story. <laughs> you better listen to what God tells you to do. That's all I know. He healed me. But I was this tough guy. <laughs> and I had to uh, drive that day. But I was picking up suitcases and throwing them in. I was healed. Then we drove about, I don't know how many miles. We was hitting these bumps and potholes. <laughs> and this pain started coming back. It got intense, really bad again. And I said, Lord, I was healed. He said, yeah, but you were told twice to rest. Okay. <laughs> so we make it back to Crowley. And I'm supposed to go the next week with Dr. Savell on his new 
fucking 50. I ain't been on it yet. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said, I told you to rest. He said, I said, I, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, for not listening to you. I lay in that bed for two days. I woke up completely healed again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And this is what he does. I'm not telling you. Am I telling him a story? It is a story. It's a glory story. It's what God does. All you got to do is believe. Heal yourself. It's your word, his word in you. Amen. All right. I got two minutes. How about a, we'll pick up from here and we're going to go over a lot more practical stuff tomorrow and I'm going to hit a lot of areas tomorrow. Just simple things, practical things, you know, for when we go out Saturday. And uh, we're 100 percenters, right? Amen. Well, that's what I asked the Lord. I said, show us how to be 100% effective. Amen. And there's just simple little things that you can be. And these, the, if you'll follow these little things, it's not a method. It's just things that he gave us because we ask him. If you will apply them, I promise you they won't work. Yeah. And most of the time they don't work is because people forget them and they don't apply them. But it's one, it's little steps that, you know, when you're talking to somebody. You know, I don't always ask somebody first, do you know Jesus? You know, but somewhere the most important thing, write this down, the most important thing that you can ever do for someone is lead them to Jesus. The most important thing is to make sure that they're going to heaven. That's the most important thing that you could ever do. So somewhere in my conversation, you know, I know people that like, well, the word says to prophesy and prophesy, but, you know, you can talk to people all, all day long and prophesy, and you just want to make sure when you prophesy it is from the Lord. That's why I say you start here with encouragement and let that grow on the inside of you. You're not going to start out up there. You start out here. Amen? Amen? But somewhere in my conversation, I will locate them wherever it is and find out if they have Jesus in their heart. You know, do, you know, do you know God loves you? Yes. How do you know? Well, uh, I go to church. Then that tells me there that the relationship isn't where it be. If you have a great relationship with Jesus, what are you going to say? I have Jesus. He's the Lord and my Savior. You know, I have a great relationship with him. They're going to say that right off. So if, any, if they say anything other than that, then I know the relationship isn't there. And he might not even be in there. Another thing I would tell you is never take anything from anybody for granted. I met some of the nicest people in the world. And, I mean, you would think they were saved, and they weren't because they were just good people. They were trained that way from their parents, but they didn't know the Lord. Never take anything for granted from anyone. You locate them and somewhere along, you know, do you know, the, you know, do you know God? Do, do you know God loves you? Yes. Well, how do you know? How do you know he loves you? Well, I have people tell me everything. They knew a, a fish told them or something, a tree or whatever. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I say, if, if they say anything, then there's a way to locate them. And then I share the word with them. And just tell them how much God loves them and how easy it is for them. It's, it's not, and, and the big thing is, it's not about religion. Man, I don't know how many, I say that in most conversations. Because most people, it is about religion. And that's why they don't like being a Christian because of religious tradition. Right. And I say it's about relationship. And then, I mean, even with different uh, 
cultures and cultures and, and the people. You know, I, I, there was a Muslim group one time and, and I told them how much God loved them and it's about relationship and how he changed my life and visits from me and, and all this stuff. And this guy come up to me. He, he was an ex-Muslim. He was a Christian. He said, that's the best thing you could have ever told them because you put that seed in life in their heart. I said, you know, he died. He rose again. It was pro proven. I said, I you don't knock anybody else's God. You don't knock their God. But you do share with them the love and life of your God. Because yes. that seed gets in their life and it'll change their life. I promise you. Because it always works. And His love never fails. But there's so many little things. And I'm going to zero in on a lot of those things tomorrow. And I want you to ask questions. I love it when people ask questions. Because if I don't know, I'll go ask God. He'll tell me. <laughs> I don't know everything, but I know the one that does. Amen. If you're doing this, praise the Lord. But God, I'll learn from you. You learn from the, our experiences and we'll experience God's goodness together. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. I thank you, Lord, for utterance in the Holy Spirit. I believe I've delivered what you had me say tonight. I thank you for every ear, every heart to hear, to take it in their heart, to be a part, to go every day wherever they go, Father. I thank you. I speak health over everyone. I speak everyone is whole, everyone is healed, and everyone is filled and overflowing with the Holy Spirit, that it has to go out of them on to someone else tomorrow. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. So I expect to hear some testimonies tomorrow. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When Bill was here last time, we had, uh, we had some sessions with, with him where uh, he, we, we allocated some people to be very difficult people. And, uh, and he, he, he role-played with various different people and gave them, we kind of gave them a, uh, a script that they be this kind of person, be this kind of horrible person, be this kind of badass person, you know, be this kind of ornery person, you know, j just be that kind of... And so and the whole point of the exercise was for Bill to actually show the kind of people that you could meet in real life and how to be led by the Spirit of God and through by being sensitive and asking questions, how you can guide them anyway to the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when he says he's asking for questions, he, they can be as practical as you want them to be. As, you know, like... You know, if, if there needs to be a role play, then there can be a role play too. You know? We, I, I mean, I found that extremely useful the last time that, that he was here. You know, it was really powerful. And uh, so, isn't it wonderful that the Lord sent us such a great gift to minister to us, to inspire us, and to really just let his life call us up to a greater level of action and activity and movement in Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We appreciate the Heavenly Father for sending us His best gifts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you all.